Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. A-U-N American Underground Network The primary reason why the individual citizens of a country create a political structure is a subconscious wish or desire to perpetuate their own dependency relationship of childhood. Simply put, they want a human God to eliminate all risk from their life. Pat them on the head, kiss their bruises, put a chicken on every dinner table, clothe their bodies, tuck them into bed at night, and tell them that everything will be all right when they wake up in the morning. This public demand is incredible, so the human god, the politician, meets incredibility with incredibility by promising the world and delivering nothing. So who is the bigger liar, the public or the godfather? All revolutions have been led by young people. If you just think of the TV images of whether it's Tiananmen Square or whether it's the uh, revolts in Central America or Europe, it's the young people, it's the college people who are more principled and not locked in and they're not embedded with the government. They are the ones who are concerned about the future because the future is theirs. My research has shown at this point that the future laid out for us may be just about impossible change. I do not agree with the means by which the powerful few have chosen for us to reach the end. I do not agree that the end is where we should end at all. But unless we can wake the people from their sleep, nothing short of civil war will stop the planned outcome. It's the National Collective Consciousness Show <clears throat> with Dee Dee Farrell in Portland, Oregon, Jim Condit Jr. in Cincinnati, Ohio, Steve Harris in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, live from Evanston, Illinois, your host, Fred Smart. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We're having an open forum tonight. Uh, Ernie Hancock from Freedoms Phoenix, we had a little bit of a, uh, they were out of the country, he and his wife, and uh, they will be on next week, next Thursday. I did make a uh, verbal contact with Ernie about a week ago, and I thought uh, he was going to be able to make it on, uh, but I never heard back from uh, his coordinator, who I later found out was his wife. <laughs> but Donna and uh, confirmed with us that he will be on next week. And uh, <clears throat> so this is 398. In two weeks, we're going to celebrate the eighth anniversary. We're going to call it eight years for 400, the 400th show. And I thought we just, you know, while I'm on with you guys now, uh, you know, we'll just kind of leave it open. And uh, I'm just thinking to myself, of, as I was talking to Steve coming on the show tonight, all the people that we've touched, that we've contacted, that we've interviewed, that we've questioned and moderated over the years, it's just an amazing number. So between now and two weeks from now for our eighth anniversary, 
let's all try to remember some good memories and some good stories and uh, make a little list of, of your top 10 memories of this call. I'm going to, I'm going to try to do that between now and next week. We'll make a reminder to everyone next week, but your top 10 <clears throat> memories of this call over the last eight years, the highs, uh, of course, uh, there were some lows here and there. We we, we had some hiccups along the way, but uh, we touched a lot of people. And uh, uh, thanks to Betty and Steve for launching this in the wake of, of Aaron's movie. We've stayed together, kept together. And I think we've, uh, as Steve says, we've done a lot of good uh, by keeping the network alive. So with that said, uh, this is an open forum night. Uh, if, if anybody wants the floor, just chime in. I was mentioning... I haven't uh, kind of lost touch with Ray Mills. I hope he's on the call. And a big shout-out to Ray if you're on. Hello. And hope you're okay. And, uh, Hi, Fred. Somebody... I'm here. Hey, Ray, there you are. There's the familiar voice. <laughs> How you doing, Ray? Oh, I'm still still kicking. Thanks for asking. Still kicking? Okay. You're, yeah. This side of the fence, right? <laughs> 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 Sounds good. Good to hear you. Good, good to hear you, Ray. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty hot here in Chicago. There's kind of a heat wave going uh, across the east coast of the country, from what I understand. And um, this is Mother's Day weekend. We've got a lot to be thankful for for the moms. Be sure you uh, uh, say hi to your mom. Send her flowers. Send her a card. Give her a call. Uh, I know not all of our moms are alive still, but I've, I've got one mom. She's 88, 87 years old, and she's still kicking. She's still doing great. Uh, yeah. Thank happy, God. Happy Mother's Day to Betty. Betty's on with us too, Fred. Betty, happy Mother's Day to you. Hi, Betty. Yeah. Happy I'm, Mother's Day early. <laughs> I'm still I'm still breathing, thankfully. <laughs> hey, uh, I was watching. Hey, uh, I was, I was, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Uh, you, and I'll open it up. I'll open up with some controversial stuff. So, Betty, I was watching something on. There was a there was a big interview of Betty White on something I was watching at home. I wanted to stand. I wanted to stand up and film it on my iPhone, but I said, you know, I don't want to rub it in. Yeah, if, if she's we were, a pretty, she's a pretty famous gal. She has done a lot, man. Yep. She gets around. <laughs> yeah, I should take it all as a compliment, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, Go ahead, Sam. <clears throat> I get a, uh, Ray Mills sent me a video. It was very yeah. interesting. Uh, is Jim Palmasano I wonder on? I wonder. I guess he's not on yet. Not yet. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> He comes in a little bit later. He, he, I'll let you know when uh, he's in. You, yeah, you remember there was a – Ray reminded me. There was a program called Crossfire with Tom Braden and um, Pat Buchanan. Pat Buchanan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So Ray sent me this video. He emailed me this video in which Larry McDonald – I don't know if people remember him. Oh, Congressman McDonald who was shot down out of the sky, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This was well, about been, three months prior to that event, and they were interviewing him on there. Yeah, in 1983. That's right. And Larry McDonald was talking about this elite that were for a new world order, one world government, and he was quoting uh, 
Quigley, Carol Quigley, you know, yeah. he wrote Tragedy and Hope. And yeah, Tragedy and Hope, yeah. Yeah, and he was talking all about the New World Order, One World Government, these elite people get us into these things. And then uh, a couple months later, he was, his plane was shot down uh, over Korea, I think, uh, by the communists, by the Soviet Union or the communists yeah. or whatever it was. <laughs> Yep. And and these two senators are supposed to go on on the airplane with him, but they held back. So the whole thing they were kill him because he was a very good spokesman. I don't, I, first time I ever heard him talk. I knew about him being. I knew about his plane being shot down. And yeah, he was he, a member. He, he was very active with uh, the um, John Birch. Uh, John Birch Society, exactly. Yep. Yeah. At that time, he was their new chairman. Yeah. Wow. So the thing is, was that plane shot down because uh, he was talking about the communists and all that stuff? It was excellent. It was only about 18 minutes or something like that. But but he was pretty dynamic. Braden was trying to um, stop him and, you know, and, and talk about conspiracy and all this stuff. And he shot yeah. right back. He was really uh, kept low tone and everything else. And, um, he answered him right back. He was a good speaker. It had been a good presidential timber. Yeah. So, uh, but he they rubbed him out. They they got him, you know. But Sam, it was tell, tell me what about the senators who should have been on that plane. Is that documented? I don't know. Yeah, the two senators. You mean the two senators that were two caught? I think there were senators who were supposed to go on a plane with him. Yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't go. They canceled out at the last minute. So the question is, did they know what was going to happen? Wow. That's interesting. Right, Ray? You 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 got that, right? I didn't know about that. I find that very interesting and very Yeah, suspicious. but that was, that was in the interview. Okay. With with Larry McDonald at the end. That's I, did, what I, didn't, said. I didn't catch that part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now, yeah. wait a minute. How could it be in the interview when... He was already well, dead. It, what do you it, mean? it was the comment. It was either it, it was in the video. Somebody had commented that. Oh, in that. the video. I see. I, I got it. Like a text comment. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was oh. in the comment. Yeah. Two senators were supposed to go on the on the uh, airplane with him. Wow. And they didn't go. They canceled out at the last minute. Wow, it's crazy. Uh, he, he was a pretty good. He was real low key. He didn't get hot. He didn't get hot or hostile or anything. It, Braden asked yeah. him questions. Yeah, Braden was a CFR member, and he was trying to play very ignorant about the whole thing. He was right trying to make make it sound like he was just some sort of a crackpot. Yeah, and, and he asked Ray, and uh, he asked him about Reagan, and uh, you know, Reagan ran against the CFR, but all his people, the, the people he appointed were CFR members. Right. I don't know if you remember that. They were all CFR wow. members. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and Braden tried to downplay the CFR. He mentioned the CFR trilateralists, and he, he didn't say anything about the Bilderbergers. Oh, incidentally, the Bilderbergers are going to be meeting in June in Austria. Yeah. Austria? Okay. Yeah. Well, now that Jim Tucker is no longer with us, who found it out? 
They they find it already. Well, Mark Anderson's going to be going. Mark Anderson's been going the last year or so. And uh, he'll be going. From the American Free Press, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They already announced it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you people are familiar with Carol Quigley's Tragedy and Hope, the book he wrote quick um uh that book Tragedy and Hope. He approved no. he he approved that everything that was going on, that he the only comment only thing he didn't like that they kept everything secret. Yeah. Yeah. And uh one of Clinton's favorite uh people was uh Carol Quigley. I think was that was one of his professors at Georgetown. Right. Mm-hmm. So. No, I don't know. Everything, everything's a big secret <coughs> and a big lie. <clears throat> Ray, Ray and Sam, do you remember uh, Rand Paul being on our call? I, I just don't remember it. Uh, but Steve was mentioning that Tom Lazardo. Ron Paul's chief of staff brought Rand on our call. He was only on once, but uh, we've got an archive of it of him. Yeah, that's I remember. The, that's the same one Rand Paul came on, and uh, yeah, Jim Condit was making reference to that. He even called me, Fred. Uh, yeah. Called me Monday or Tuesday and asked me if I could find that clip, which I do have it archived. But I've, you know, we had so many calls. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Lasorda was on, and Rand Paul came on too. That's hmm. something. I wonder if the back I I talked to Rose Lear the other day just about the anniversary the 8th anniversary of this call and I we're talking about Ron Paul and, and, and she thinks if I made the effort we could get Ron Ron Paul back on our call Actually, actually, Fred, he he did a really good video clip. I know Sam watched it. I hope Ray did too. But the the clip that's on the newsletter, he did a really good analogy of uh, uh, the collapse with uh, the economy is intimate. And uh, you know, it was really a good clip. Really good clip. They were talking about it on the. It's one of the clips I have on the newsletter for this week. Well, you know, address that, uh, Steve. We have an $18.1 trillion deficit, federal deficit, that's higher than that. How the hell are we going to pay that off? You know, under Bush, it went from $5 trillion to $10 trillion in eight years. Under Obama, in six years, it's going from $10 trillion to over $18 trillion. You know, now, according to some people, Israel stole $3.6 trillion from the Pentagon. I don't know if your people are familiar with that. Well, of course they do. $3.6 yeah, three point six trillion. And when that one fellow was uh the Zionist was uh head of the Pentagon, I forget his name. I don't know if you remember his name. So three point six trillion, so there's five trillion plus eight trillion, that's thirteen trillion plus three point six trillion, that's sixteen point six trillion. We'd only have a one point four trillion deficit if we yeah. if we you know, with these three events, Bush Bush uh Obama and uh, the 3.6 trillion stolen from the Pentagon. We only have about a 1.4 trillion deficit. You know what do we get out of uh, Bush's Iraq Afghanistan war? Then we bombed Libya, and now we're destroying Syria. 
you know, what the hell we get out of any of these wars? Well, that's, that's exactly right. And we've already surpassed peak oil quite some time ago, so it's just it's inevitable that the price of, of gas is going to be going way, way, way up. And that's just, that's inevitable. And uh, so, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a lot of failures. It's going to be a lot of failures. I, I think that's like, I think it's like that clip said it's imminent. So uh, I, I can see that. And uh, this has just been uh, a manual thing they did to ease the pricing of gas, but that's not going to last for long. And I watched, I, I watched, I watched that clip um, that uh, the guy he's dead now, but uh, Michael Rupert did with the uh, collapse. That was a good film. That was a very good film. And uh, the girl that's with Rush today, you know, she'd be a she'd be a good guest to have on some time too, Fred. The one that's on the newsletter, she's a reporter for RT, and she was good friends with Michael Rupert, and uh, she did that tribute to him when when he was uh, when he killed himself. You mean Abby Martin? Yes, she'd be phenomenal. She is quite. Yes, she would. She would be a good guest. I mean, I, that might even be one for the uh, eighth anniversary, because she is so well versed, and even if she came on and talked about him because she she knew a lot about Michael personally that he shared with her. So you know, there's a lot of insight mm-hmm. about him. So I don't know. She might be a good good guest. That that'd make a good connection because. Most of our, a lot of our news reports on the uh, newsletters comes from Russia Today as well as Press TV. Mm-hmm. But she's a good girl. Quite a reporter. Uh, Sam, Sam, what yeah. happened to Gordon Duff? What's this whole thing with Gordon Duff all about? I, I don't know. What, what have you heard? Well, uh, when we had Pablo on the call a couple of weeks ago, uh, there's this whole schism, massive uh, schism over veterans today. I guess uh, a whole bunch of colonists, including Jim Fetzer, have, have, have disassociated themselves from veterans today and Gordon Duff. Oh, well, yeah, I read something about that. I forget what that's going on, what's going on, yeah. Huh. And I, this, this, this guy who kind of works with Pablo behind the scenes, who's, I don't even know where he lives, but he's like stirring the pot. He's pretty active on all these emails. He shared an email exchange that someone sent him from Gordon Duff, and I guess Gordon Duff is a is a CIA contractor. Mm-hmm. And oh. he's uh he's got access to information and, and uh so there was a there was a threat against this guy and this guy basically someone sent him this email exchange that was uh came from Gordon Duff and involved these other other guys in that network, and they it appears that uh, pretty black and white. Gordon Duff is a CIA contractor. <laughs> yeah, Fetzer's pretty sharp. He probably picked up on that right away. So he, he just associated real quick. So Fetzer's no longer with veterans today. Yeah. Hey, hey, Steve. Uh, Abby Martin's not on RT anymore. You know that? No, uh-huh. I didn't. No. Yeah. Where did she go? She has been on. I don't know what happened. She has been on the last couple of months. I wow. wonder, is there any way to get hold of her, Sam? Do you, there's nobody knows. No, I don't know. I don't know. She's she's off. I don't know whether she's going to be back on or not. That's a shame. I mean, she is quite a. Gosh, I mean, very impressive. I I was impressed. I got that clip on our front page 
Uh, that's yeah. I don't know why she's off. And they took this other guy on. Uh, was it Kirby? Yeah. He used to make comments. The reply. I think his name was. He's off too. I don't know. And I think that the producer for Abby Martin was that Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a re, he's a reporter now. He goes um, other places to do to do stories. Fred, who's that, who's that guy we had on Ben? That Ben guy. He he would probably know how to get hold of her. Uh, what's that guy's name? This with RT now. The the reporter we had on Fred. Uh, ben, what was his name? <coughs> ben Finford. I don't know. No, I, he was he was with CNN for a while, and he's with RT now. He's a uh, he's a uh, Oh, oh, Ben Swan. Yeah, big Ben Swan. He he would he would. Oh, know he's how, on RT. He's on RT, but he oh. would know how to get hold of her because uh, Ben Swan's yeah. got a big show. I, I bet you he would know how to get a hold of her. Yeah, yeah, Ben Swan. He does the afternoon uh, reporting on what happens in America. Yep, he's Fred, on about four, four Fred or five or something him, like. That. Fred had him on, and uh, Fred, you and somebody else were interviewing him, but he was on with our with yep. our show. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's on now. He does reporting. Yeah. Yeah, but he was on our show. He's in Washington. He was on our yeah, show. Yeah, he's in Washington D.C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 might be an, uh, an, a venue to uh, maybe find out where she went to because I'm sure he keeps up or might have kept up with her. I really hate that because I I really she really impressed me. She she seems like she's really good people. I hate to see her. I did not. I'm glad you told me that, Sam. I didn't know she had left the network. Yeah, about a couple months. <laughs> yeah, I watch wow. RT all along because they got the best news reporting and they got the best documentaries. They have excellent documentaries. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they they really do. Yeah, yeah I I yeah. I their stuff up. I'd say it's probably fifty fifty. I put Front TV up and RT, but um, you know they they don't hold anything back. And, and I mean, you know, no. they have some muscle because you know they still got Larry King. <laughs> That's huge. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, they, uh, listen, uh, Jesse Ventura's on now. Oh, really? Yeah, he's on Friday nights at six o'clock. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then his son Tyler Ventura is on Monday through Thursday at six o'clock. Tyler Ventura. Yeah. They, they have a program called Watching the Hawks. Tyler Ventura, the yeah. son of Jesse. And yeah. then Sean Stone, the son of Oliver Stone. Cool. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But Jesse's on at six o'clock on Fridays. Sam, how do you how do you dial into that? Is that just on the internet, or where's that? No, you you go on the internet. You I I I have a the dish, so I get RT TV live from the dish. Oh really? Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But you can go on rt.com, and you can get all the documentaries, number one, and you can listen to the show live, number two. Okay, wow. On rt, rt.com. Okay. Yeah. They have excellent reporters. I, I mean, they give you things that happen all over the world that they, they don't report in the national news because I watch national news see what they're trying to fool me, how they're trying to fool me. Because, yeah. you know, six corporations are 90% of the media. So, and it's all controlled for all the programs of American people. Yeah, to get the real picture, you get you you get that, and then you get the uh, 
uh, alternative uh, press TV and, and RT, and you can actually get your own <laughs> your own opinion of what the actual facts are. That's exactly right, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, one one good program to watch is on Monday comes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but you can pick it up on RT.com. Is Crosstalk with Peter Lavelle. Okay. I don't know if you ever watched that, Steve. No, I haven't. I'll have to check it out. It, it's excellent because what he does is he has three guests on, and they discuss the current, like current topic, like the Ukraine, or Obama. A uh, Obama. Uh, he had an Obama doctrine on just. Uh, this week, plus this week, he also had the militarism. You know how we're or everywhere fighting the wars in the military-industrial complex. How how beneficial, you know, and uh, so. But he discussed current topics, but it's called crosstalk, and he's on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can get that on RT.com. In other words, you can also watch the past issues. Yep, uh, what they discussed. And he has three guests on, which are, which have, uh, which are very knowledgeable, which right. aren't on stream, ma- mainstream media either. Right. But they're very, very knowledgeable, and he, yeah. and they're from, they get the guests from England, um, the United States, and other other parts of the world, including Russia, too. So you get a, another opinion. You know, the truth's very evasive. It's pretty hard to. Mind. Yeah. Well, their their reporting, you know, they were just a couple of years ago. They had a billion clicks, and they have a thing up there. They're they're up to two billion clicks. I mean, they're they're the most watched news reporting there is on YouTube, and uh, mm-hmm. there's no question about that. So yeah, they they have you mean two billion views. Is that what you mean? A, a billion. That was back in 2013, two years ago, and, and up there now up to okay. two billion. So, so many people yeah. watch YouTube. Watch. Uh, they've got it in Russian. They've got it in English, like Sam said, but yeah. they've got a YouTube channel too, and that's where I put a lot of the clips I have up from uh, Russia today. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, they they had a billion clips clicks. It was uh, in 2013. A report on it. That was pretty pretty interesting. <laughs> you know, it's just like that 747 that crashed in Afghanistan. Russia Today had it up almost a week before the mainstream media picked it up. That one that uh, that that uh, one that was tail heavy, or you know, the load shifted and it crashed in Afghanistan. Oh, yeah, yeah. RT had that up yeah. long before the re- the mainstream media picked it up. Wow, that was yeah, tragic. That was, oh my god! Yeah, they just had an article about that. That was shot down with, I think, a BUK a Buke missile, and from Kiev shot it down. I don't know. I try. I think they tried to shoot. They shot it down because they wanted to blame it on Russia to get something started. <clears throat> yeah. Well, what was it Abby Martin you were looking for? Yes. Yeah. 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 Abby yeah, Martin. She's got a Facebook page. Fred, you've got Facebook account. Give her a call. She yeah. would be phenomenal. God Almighty, that girl's okay. awesome! Oh man, that would, that would be awesome. The the thing is, Michael Rupert was such a dedicated guy. He dedicated his life to get the truth out, and his biggest thing, basically because of him, was Rumsfeld had to resign, 
And, uh, you know, Michael Rupert was kind of a pioneer to expose how uh, the CIA was running drugs and the Los Angeles Police Department was, yeah, they were embracing it. And he said, hell, I'm a police officer. He said, I'm exposing it. So he dedicated his life to, you know, to fighting that. And the sad thing about it was, was he was, he was severely uh, depressed, and, and that was his downfall. And, uh, you know, I even watched a, a personal thing, a friend of his, that gave an interview after, you know, he killed himself, and he said there was nothing, you know, foul there, but he said he was just, you know, he, he it was about a 20 or 30-minute interview, and the guy owned the property where, in California, where <laughs> Michael Rupert killed himself, but she had a very good friendship with him, and to do that report that's up on our website, you can watch where she gives a tribute. Mm-hmm. She would be phenomenal. Uh, I think she'd be a great guest. Great guest. Okay. So yeah, that's thanks, Betty. That, that's really good to hear, and and I, I appreciate Sam sharing too because I had no idea she left. <clears throat> you know, I tell you that now. That's another thing too. They've lost some good reporters. RT has. They got some good ones still there, but you know, it's like all of them. You you get you get a lot of people through there. Here's the headline thing here. It says, Rand Paul tries to have Abby Martin fired from RT. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. There's a clip on it. <laughs> I'll well, send it I, to you. Remember uh, Luke Radowski and Abby were chasing Rand down in the open uh, streets of D.C.? They were trying to get Rand's comment on something, and, and Rand just ignored them. Huh. <clears throat> so Abby really, really went after Rand after that incident. Oh, it probably ticked him off. I don't know. Well, you yeah. know. Yeah. I know Rand Paul's no Ron Paul. Nope. Yeah, no. And his no, son neither. His son came through here in Charlotte, and you, know, you can still see his mugshot, but Rand Paul's son was underage on a plane and landed in Charlotte and slapped the flight attendant, so they arrested him. His mugshot's here in Charlotte, Mecklenburg County, he was arrested for striking the the flight attendant, and uh, he was underage, intoxicated, and he was booked. You know, of course, he got out of it, but uh, he was arrested. Ron Paul, Rand Paul's son, Ron Paul's grandson. Oh. So that's an SUI, Steve. Do what? Strike under the influence, SUI. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I don't, I don't know, but uh, yeah, he he was arrested. He was arrested. Sure was. And I think if you look on on Google, I think he was arrested again for DUI in Kentucky not long ago. You can Google that. But his 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 son, Rand Paul's son, was arrested again for for DUI in in Kentucky. But you know, hell, you know, he's kid, he's young, so that's to be expected. Of course, uh, um, Al Gore's son, when Al Gore was running for president, he same thing happened to him. And here in North Carolina, he's doing 90 miles an hour, intoxicated. And he was arrested. So you know that's not that's nothing unusual. It's finally starting to cool down here, guys. Phew, it was a hot one today. I can't yeah, get over it. That's that's incredible. I mean, God, we we hadn't we hadn't been up just I guess close to eighty or near eighty, hadn't we, Ray? It hadn't been up in the nineties, but man, Fred's really God Almighty, that's unbelievable. Yeah, ninety one, ninety one was a high here. Wow. We only got to like 81 today. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got 80. 
you know, it's either too hot or too cold. It's not supposed to be. The temperature supposed to be 67 here in Pittsburgh area. Yep. It's been either below 67 or it's been over 67, never been 67. Same thing with the winter. The winter was always below what it should have been. In other words, we had a bad winter. But I think I think you're doing weather manipulation, to be honest with you. I think it's all being manipulated. Yeah, I used to, I, I like Pittsburgh. I used to date a girl that lived up in uh, Bethel Park, PA. You know where that is, Sam? Bethel Park. Where, yeah, yeah, Bethel Park, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used to date a girl that lived up here. The first time I ever went up in Pittsburgh, it was in, gosh, 75, 76. I said, man, you could come up here and make a fortune being a front end a liner. <laughs> All the brick roads and shit, I said, man, you'd make a fortune being a front end car liner up here. Yeah. A lot of hills in Pittsburgh, right, Sam? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got the hills too, right. Yeah. Is Jim Palmasano on yet? He's not on. No, I'm looking Here, for like, him. I can call Jim to get him on the call if you like. I got his number. Yeah. yeah well, I, want to, I, want to, I want to give him some good information. Call him. I'll try to call him on the other line, but I got to, I got, for me to do that, I got to duck off the call, but I'll come back uh, on. I'll call him and I'll ahead. come back on. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, thank, thanks. Yeah, I'll, I sure hope I hope Fred or somebody can uh, can call her. I mean, or or you know, send her a message. But that would be awesome if we could get her on. God Almighty! Yeah, she's she's quite yeah. impressive. Into she's very impressive. Very impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She used to have, she had Jesse Ventura on one time. She had some good guests on. Well, the thing I like about her is the sincerity. You know, she. She seems to be straight up with her message, and and with she puts mm-hmm. a lot of her feelings into her broadcast, and, and that's what I like. Yeah. She seems, she seems I don't know if she's going to come back on again or not. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why the heck they, she removed her. You well, know. be a good question to ask. She's not going. She's not going to pay any consequences for stating her uh, her mind on our show. So, you know, I, I, that's why I say it would be kind of unique to have her on and. Uh, you know, it, she, we could probably hear some things that we we might not know if she wanted to share. But I, I'd say she was an excellent reporter. Yeah, she had good guests on. She had a very good friendship with Michael Rupert, so uh, that, that's what I'd like to inquire about. And because uh, we'd probably hear, you know, the personal side, and and, and she knew of his depression, and uh, that he had. But uh, yes, you'd be an excellent guest. Uh, Steve, did you ever read the book *Cal Quigley: Tragedy and Hope*? No, no, sir. I have not. I have the book. I've never read it. I, I've I've heard people comment on it. What's in it? Hmm. Okay, he's got dialing in, Sam. All right, cool. Is Jim there? Here, he's he's calling. Kelly just jumped on. Hey, Kelly. I wonder where Ed is. Yeah, hello. Hey, Kelly. Jim? Oh, it's open mic night, huh? Open yep. mic night. Yeah, we're waiting for Jim Palmasano to come on. I just called him and Dr. 
Sam Cross wants to share something with Jim and all of us right now. But we're waiting for Jim Palmasano to come on. Yeah, we got big guests next week, Kelly. Uh, we got uh, Ernie, Han- Ernie Hancock from uh, Freedom's Phoenix. He'll be on next week. And uh, then the week after next will be our eighth anniversary show. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, you guys have been at it a long time. Yep. So open, so like this would be a good night to, or a good time to find out about past guests. Where are they now? Like, yeah, uh, we're, we're talking about it. We're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, another guy. We should get. We haven't had Patrick Wright on for a while. Yeah, he. he yeah, he, I still want to get that. I never got around to it, but I was going to send in my email because he that last thing he had an eighty-page draft that he would send out to if anybody interested or his work or something. Yeah, we could we could definitely have him on the anniversary show. Yeah, he deserves to be on that show. Yeah. Well, yeah. one thing I, one thing that I've been wondering about was uh, your numer. I forget what it's called, the numerology. And one night you were given an example of the Bible, like every other book or every other something about numerology in the Bible. Uh, Fred was talking about that. Yeah, Fred. Fred's the numbers man. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But. That's that Scott Onstott, that uh, secrets and yeah. plain sight stuff. So that's pretty kind of kind of like the numerology, I think. So I was trying to remember how that went. That when Fred was explaining that, that yeah, we had one show. We were uh, talking about numbers. One show. I had this lady on who worked, worked with the gentleman who taught me this stuff years ago. <clears throat> Yeah, whatever it was, it was just you explaining, and I was like, wow, how could that, that's pretty amazing, how could that be? Yeah, it's pretty pretty, pretty amazing stuff. You know, I was curious what people's opinion was of confidential, or what do they call them, oh, TIs, targeted individuals. I thought it was a bunch of junk, and then I see on YouTube that there are people that went and testified before Congress about it. And then on this uh, talk show, the one that has the largest crowd of all the nights by far is on Saturday night, and it's a targeted individuals. And you can tell some of them are on medication, and they ought to have their medication increased or something. And then other, but other ones, have, it's pretty interesting that there's quite a culture there about being a targeted individual individual or whatever that it makes you wonder whether smoke is fire or something. <clears throat> oh. Some money. Uh, it's medical. Is, is Jim on? Jim Palmasano on yet? Not yet. No, I don't see him, Fred. Huh. He said he was going to call in. Yeah, I'll, I've got his number, so it'll it'll pop up when he logs in. It'll pop but up. You know, another guest, another good controversial guest, he's, a, he's really controversial. He's a fireball. He's Tex Mars. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think we've yeah. ever had him on. He's uh, no, we we've had Tex on once. Oh, we did yeah. Have him on once, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And the thing I remember about that presentation was he was talking about some uh, a Jewish group that bought uh, TV broadcasting systems and sold it to Christians for a dollar, or how some Christian broadcasting network was really. 
sponsored by somebody else for ulterior motives, or I forget how that. If they, if they sold it for a dollar, I can assure you they still kept some interest in it. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember how it went, but it was like, oh, yeah, that's possible. That's quite interesting. Jim's on. Jim jumps, just jumped on. What's going on? Hey, Jim. Yeah. You on now, Jim? Yeah. Jim, I'm, Jim talking I'm talking okay. to you. Okay. Hey, Jim, I got something for you that's really good. Okay, I don't know if you ever heard about it. You know, you 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 went over Adolf Hitler, the greatest story never told. You watched that six times, right? Uh, probably about ten now. Oh, <laughs> well, I got another one for you. I'm going to open this up now, and this is going to be controversial. But uh, it's I have a, there's another video, Jim, that's out. It's called Hellstorm. Oh yeah, I'm familiar with it. Now here's what I'm going to bring out. You know. In World War II, there were no angels. There were no angels with the Germans. There were no angels with the English. And the Americans were no angels. And the Soviet Union, the Red Army, were, were no angels, right? You know, the, no, I'm not when, to differ with you on that one, but that's okay. Okay, and I'm going to state my reasons why now. Uh, the Soviet Union, when the Red Army came in into East Germany, right, you know, you know, they held up Patton. The Germans wanted Patton to go across the river, and they were going to let him go across the bridge so he could reach Berlin and Germany before the Red Army, right? Because they didn't trust the Red Army. And Eisenhower sent him north and south and cut off the ammo and the, uh, the fuel, correct? You agree? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Now, so because the Germans were afraid of the Red Army coming in, and they were barbarians. So when the Red Army came in from the east, you know, they raped the women from 8 to 80, slit them open, cut them in two, et cetera, et cetera. Now, well, yeah, the, Amer- the, the atrocities that, that the Russians um, did with, uh, with, with the German women is just, I, it's unbelievable. Okay, now you've got to watch. You watched Hellstorm, didn't you? The Americans were just as bad. They raped the yeah. women, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and they lined up the German, when the German prisoners surrendered, when the soldiers surrendered, they lined them up and machine gunned, machine gunned them down, uh, according to this Hellstorm video. There's a book called Hellstorm. They made a video out of it. Now, you remember Eisenhower? He, did, he, he, did, he, he wouldn't classify the German, German soldiers as prisoners of war. He, he said there was something else. He so he didn't have to treat them as a Geneva Convention, according to the Geneva Convention. So he put them in an open-air prison where a million and a half German soldiers died. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. So in other words, what I'm saying is our Eisenhower was no damn good, and he was our president for eight years. And this was never released. So what I'm saying, there were no angels on either side of the war. The Germans were no angels. And the uh, oh, incidentally, Steve, I have to tell you something else before uh, Jim says makes his comments. The the Red Army were no James. Those people in the Red Army, a lot of them were Turco Mongoloids that came in with the Red Army. They did a lot of raping. And you remember they dismantled all the factories in East Germany and East Berlin and shipped them back to the Soviet Union. Yeah. And uh, what the hell is that going to tell us, Steve? 
So anyway, and then Eisenhower gets elected for eight years, and none of this is exposed. He did, he tried, he treated, he did not treat the German soldiers as POWs according to the Geneva Convention because he called them another name, so he wouldn't have them as being POWs. Well, he blocked uh, he blocked um, the Red Cross from coming in and uh, giving them supplies and stuff. Um, unbelievable, just unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know, and you learned this now. What you know? So it, it's horrible. Well, what the hell happened? And you know, the Germans and, and this, you know, the Russians lost twenty six million people during World War Two. The Russians did. The Soviet Union, twenty six million people. Yeah, and they I killed have a question. I had a question about Eisenhower. Have you guys seen a lot of people claim he was Jewish? And then there's Laura yeah, was, Eisenhower, yeah. who is the granddaughter who goes around and speaks now, I guess. Yeah, in, in the yearbook, in the West Point yearbook, someone wrote in to the Swedish Jew. You know, they signed his picture. You know how you get the yearbooks and you have people sign their name in? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, they signed the book to the Swedish Jew. Huh. And uh, yeah, this is this but document. I mean, I've... But I mean, you never know—is that internet folklore, urban legend stuff, or do you, well, you never know if that stuff's true or not? You, you, you never know. But I yeah. know one thing: he was only a colonel when World War II broke out, right? And they appointed him made made him a general. Roosevelt made him a general immediately. And he became a supreme commander. He was only a colonel at the breakout of the World War Two, and they upped yeah, him up to a general. Yeah, wasn't well, it looks convenient. like you know on the Eisenhower when Kennedy got killed in the assassination, and there's uh, some uh, film of him. He looks kind of surprised, like he wasn't in on it. But he looked pissed and like he wasn't part of that. Well, Kelly, 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 wait a minute. There's a picture. I know Sam's seen this because I, I hadn't seen it in a while. But you know, there's a very young JFK, very young, standing behind uh, a gentleman at the podium. You know who that was? Uh, Forstall. JFK was standing behind Forstall, and uh, you know, of course, Forstall was one of the first people who was totally against Israel being formed as a state. He was against it, and so yeah. that. That's isn't, what isn't he the one that got assigned to an asylum and supposedly right. killed himself? Or that, yeah, that, yeah. He, what happened was he was he was hired by Roosevelt, and he was of course Secretary of the Navy, and he was the first. Uh, uh, um, what was what was uh, Sam? I'm trying to think. Uh, not the Attorney General, but the, the um, Secretary of Navy. Well, no, he was Secretary of the Navy, but he was the first Attorney General, right? Uh, oh. no, no, the what do you call it? What was what was uh, Rumsfeld? What was Rumsfeld? Secretary of Defense. Secretary of Defense. Yeah, Forstall was the first Secretary of Defense, so that was the post he had that uh, Truman gave him. And uh, but Truman did not like Forstall, and Forstall did not like Truman. Forstall was totally against Israel being formed as a state, and that's what basically cost him his life. And uh, yeah, but, you know that that was that was a conspiracy. But that was you know after all that, you know, like like Sam said, and, and you said Kelly uh, Roosevelt. I mean, not Roosevelt, but uh, 
Eisenhower was in a lot of these meetings. You can see him. He was a colonel, and uh, they kind of groomed some of these other people. But uh, Forstall had to be eliminated. Huh. They pushed him out yeah. of the window. They pushed him out of the window, Steve. Yeah, they did. That's exactly. I mean, he he had more. He had more. He was more presidential than Truman was. He was the one that addressed nationally on TV about Operation High Jump. He nationally addressed and welcomed the soldiers back from World War II, congratulating them. He had more rapport with the American public than Truman did, and so he was a threat. Well, here's an interesting deal. Um, Y'all are familiar with Ayn Rand and Atlas Shrugged, right? Right. Well, there's a uh, they've got a, uh, a website or a blog called Galt's Gulch, and uh, I got on there last week, and um, somebody had made a comment about the German Nazis, and while well, I took them to task, and man, I'm telling you what. I got attacked. <laughs> I got attacked. Uh, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my, really? So so there's a massive campaign. They know that I think I, I think that they know that that uh, the information is just coming out left and right and that we've caught them in, 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 in probably the biggest lie ever. I don't know. But... Um, uh, but it's it's just flat out sickening. Um, I, I you know when I found out about the Eisenhower camps and I found out about the Dresden bombing, mm-hmm. uh, and the Hamburg bombing. I mean, and the Berlin bombing. I, I'm 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 sorry, but but I don't. I, you can't do that to people. <laughs> no, that's. That's 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 just brutality. I mean, that's demonic. Well, firebombing of Tokyo. Don't forget that too. They they burned. They had oh, to. Well, oh yeah. And then Hiroshima, Hiroshima, Nagasaki. You know what's significant? Hiroshima, Nagasaki. One of those two towns, or both of them. They had a large Christian population. Did you know that? Hmm. Well, most of the Germans were Christians. Yeah, we're, well, we're talking about it in Japs. In Hiroshima and Nagasaki, one or both of the towns had a large Christian population. Well, come on. Look at what they're doing in Palestine. Right. You know how many Christians are in Palestine? Yeah, I know there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And you know they complained about the annexation of Crimea by Russia? Well... Israel annexed East Jerusalem, right? No one said anything about that. And they're demolishing houses in East Jerusalem of the Palestinians. Yep, that's on the newsletter. Yeah. And and no one says anything about them annexing East Jerusalem, but they complained about Russia annexing Crimea, which belonged to them in the first place. So everything is a big lie. Hey, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Fred. Steve, I'm going to beg off, okay? Because you know we got to get a pack of bags and everything. But uh, yeah, Fred. Well, we'll see you guys Fred, next I'll make up. Any contact. 
Fred and Mary Beth got to make an early flight to uh, see their son tomorrow morning. So, uh, Fred, y'all have a good good time, good Mother's Day, and uh, every, if you can, please see if you can con- make that contact with uh, with her on Facebook. That would, she'd be an awesome guest. Yeah. Man, that would be that would be super. I'll make an effort, and we'll definitely get have that that right on. And what was her name again? What was her name again, Sam? What's that? What, what's her name again on Facebook? Abby Martin. Abby, Abby Martin. Martin. Yeah, Abby Martin. Yeah. Okay, I'll thanks. Get, I'll try, try to get a hold of her. You guys, care, have, guys. A have a great weekend. Have a great right, weekend. Have a good yeah, uh, Jim Palmasano. So you watched Hell? You watched Hellstorm? Yeah. Yeah, that was sickening. Uh, I mean, you get depressed. You watch that. I mean, there were well, atrocities on both sides. In other words, there no there were no angels in World War Two. Well, the, the okay. allies and the Axis, none of them were angels. Well, okay, let me uh, I, because I I disagree with that because from from everything from everything that I have have learned um, regarding World War Two, number one. Germany saved Western Europe from communism. Right. That's why. That's why they went to get against Soviet Union because they were trying to get communism in Germany. Well, right. yeah. I, well, yeah. And 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 the same people that installed the the, the that attempt in Germany, which uh, Germany was saying uh, get out. Mm-hmm. They're the same ones that are in control here. Mm-hmm. Same ones, right? Um, and uh, there's a lot of stories out there about when uh, when Germany went into the Ukraine area, when they when they were were pushing into that area, the people there cheered them, and they were they were treated very decent. Because and the reason why they were cheered was the communists from Russia treated them like dogs, right? And you know when you really look at the big picture of, of what actually happened, you know Germany, yeah, they gave they gave the so-called Jews they gave them the opportunity to leave. They said. You're, you got you got two choices. Either you're going to be German first or you're going to be Jewish first. And if you're going to be Jewish first, then you need to get out of the country because you guys have ransacked our country and you've, and you've um, uh, plotted against the German people that were nice enough to let you into our con- to the country because they were kicked out of they were kicked out of, of uh, um, Western um, Russia. They were kicked out. They went to Germany, and the Germans said, okay, yeah, fine, come on in. And what did they do? They undermined the, the people that put the, put the butter on their bread. And they're doing it to us right now. Right. Same thing. But, but, but Jim, the Jews were making deals with Russia, with uh, Hitler. The Jews were. Because they wanted the German Jews to go to Palestine, and what they what they would do is they made a deal with Hitler to get the Jews 
to go to Palestine because they wanted a big Jewish influx into Palestine so they could take it over after World War II ended, and they did in '48. But what I'm well, saying is they made those yeah. deals. And what, the, what Hitler would do is they'd have the money transferred from the Jews in Germany to Palestine, and then when a Jew got into Palestine, they had that money waiting for them. Well, no, but yeah, I, I know Hitler did that. And why yeah, but, that? but the Jews, why? But what I'm saying yeah. is the big shot Jews were making deals with Hitler. They were making deals with Hitler because Hitler said you got two choices. Yeah. Okay, and he wanted them out. And I don't but the, Germans, but the German Jew didn't want to leave. And that's the ones that went to the labor camps. Yeah. No, that's the ones that went to the labor camps. But then, you know, because, a lot of German Jews came to the United States, too. You know that. Well, I know. But but when yeah. you say when you say there were there were no saints in World War Two, I beg to differ because I think Germany bent over backwards. Yeah, well, yeah, but what I'm getting back is Germany, what the hell they did with Leningrad and going into Soviet Union, they bombed the hell out of Leningrad. And, and incidentally, on RT, uh, are you familiar with RT, Russia Today? Oh, yeah. They're going to have a good documentary on the siege of Leningrad. And it was horrible. You know, the Germans bombed the hell out of Leningrad. And and actually, just for Germany made the mistake in going into uh, Russia, the Soviet Union, Russia, in winter. Same thing Napoleon did. They got tied on in, in well, Russia in I, winter. Well, I'll, I'll say this much. I know that they made a military blunder there. Yeah. But it still stands the only way that Germany lost that war is by the United States being hoodwinked into it. Right. Period. Mm -hmm. Period. Because because Germany, just like it was in World War I, Germany had the war won. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Hey, uh, has anyone here ever read the book Philip Drew, Administrator? Uh, no, but I know what you're talking I've, I've heard about the book, and I've never read Edward it. Edward Mandel House. Yeah, the Jew that ran Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, which is what well, which is what we're under. We're under administrative law. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's exactly what's going on. What's in the book is what's happening in America. Ray, Ray Mill. Ray Mill's on yet? Ray Mill's. I haven't talked to him. I'm still name. here. Yeah, Ray. You know, Larry McDonald... He quoted, beside Carol Quigley's Tragedy and Hope, he quoted Philip Drew, Administrator. I don't know if you got that out of that interview. Uh, 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 Jim, we're talking about Larry McDonald. Jim, we're talking about Larry McDonald. He did an interview in 1983. Then shortly after that, he was killed. I don't know if you remember that. Larry McDonald. Larry McDonald. I I don't know that I know that name. He was a congressman from Georgia. And he was on Crossfire. That used to be with Tom Braden and, and Pat Buchanan. Yeah. And he was interviewed by Tom Braden, who was a real liberal, and Pat Buchanan was conservative. But anyway, he he gave this interview about the New World Order, One World Government, and he quoted uh, Carol Quigley, and he also quoted Philip Drew, Administrator. But uh, Ray, he talked about this book, Philip Drew, Administrator, and about Edward Mandel House, who was a Jew, incidentally, 
And he ran the Wilson administration because Wilson had a stroke, as you know, towards the end of his second term. Yeah, I do recall him talking about uh, how how that he was uh, actually controlling Wilson. Yeah, well, he wrote that book, Philip Drew Administrator, which I'd like to get a copy. I don't know if anyone ever had read it. I never read it. Well, um, all I can say is when uh, everything that I've learned in, in the last 20, 25 years is that everything, and I mean everything, that I have ever been presented in my life mm-hmm. is a total fiction. It's a total lie. And we're living in a fiction. And the only thing that I can figure is is that um, Satan's gotten control, and uh, we're just going to have to sit and watch how this is going to play out because, um, I mean, I, I I have a friend that, and he's not a close friend, but he's a friend, and just, just last Saturday, um, somebody said something about 9-11, and his comment was, I don't want to hear it. He goes, I'm tired of all this conspiracy stuff. <laughs> and I looked at him, and I just, I said, I said, uh, do you really still believe the official story? Really? <laughs> and And he just looked at me, and he wouldn't say a thing. And I, I, I was like, I, I, I cannot believe that. I, I just cannot believe that, that you still believe the official story with all the information that's out there. And I know he hasn't investigated it. He won't. He doesn't want to. He's got his head in the sand. He's an ostrich. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's what we're, and that's what we're dealing with. And I, I, anymore, I really don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. Because I think I you think can I talk to your you can talk to your blue in the face and the vast majority of the people they ain't gonna listen to you. You know why, Jim? You wanna know why? They're afraid. Well, I know they're afraid. They're afraid. So uh, Jim, did uh, Steve uh, Steve won yet? Or did Steve leave? Talking about Harris? Uh, Steve uh, Harris. I'm here, Sam. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Did you, uh, Jim and Steve and Ray, did you ever hear a tomato bubble? I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mike King. Yes. He he puts out terrific articles. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. And uh, he's written well, two have books you ever, now. Have you, you ever heard the... Uh, I think he was a Catholic priest back in the, he was either the 50s or the 60s, talking about the same stuff. Have you ever heard him? It was on the radio. What, what, what radio was his broadcast? I can't remember. But, but he was railing against this stuff, the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Nothing different. I mean, he's talking about the exact same thing that we're talking about. They've covered it up that well. Yep. Well, the mainstream media is controlled, as you know, Jim. 
six corporations own 90% of the media. Like everyone says, Fox News is conservative. That's the best TV station to watch, well, Fox News. Well, you know, interesting in- interesting that you bring that up because uh, uh, just today, well, well, yesterday, um, Fox News interviewed um, this alleged um, uh, SEAL Team 6 or whatever that allegedly just killed Osama bin Laden, right? Right. Well, John Statmiller with Republic Broadcasting, he called him up. He called up Fox. And he says, well, I'm sitting here looking at an article from you guys on December 26th of 2001 where you claim that Osama bin Laden's dead. Right. He died in 2001. And, yep. and now... I've got that. It's a news clip. Yeah, yeah, and now you're you're interviewing some bogus SEAL team uh, member that allegedly is the one that shot and killed him. Well, how could he kill him if he died in 2001? And that's what you guys reported. That, that's right. because they made a photo op with Hillary covering her mouth like she's shocked and Obama sitting cross-legged on the floor for the photo op where they claim that they killed him. It's all bullshit. Well, yeah. that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say is that everything that I see anymore, it, it, and, and, and in fact, I'm, I'm sorry to say, uh, our lives is a yeah, total it, fiction. It, it really helps you to make an evaluation of somebody you meet on the street and when you talk to them and they act like they're intelligent and they sit there and believe that shit, just like you said. That's that's what really. Yeah. That's when that's 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 hard to believe, but you know there are people out there though. It's like you know. Like the after the O.J. Simpson thing, most black people know that that was all bullshit, that he lied, that he did that. Right. But a lot of people right. know we were lied to, but there's still a shitload, just like you said, that go along with that lie. And it's like, huh? It's unbelievable. It's frustrating. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. Uh, you ask people, all right, how many planes hit the buildings? How many planes were that hit the buildings? They'll say two. All right, how many buildings fell down? They say two. Most Americans, I'd say 90%, don't know the three buildings fell down. <laughs> they don't. One. No. And so you ask, and you say, well, what brought down the third building? They don't know the third building came down. I say it comes down three fall gravity. Then I tell them all three buildings were blown up. You know? And they don't, want to, they, they don't believe it. And then I tell them jet fuel burns at 1,100 degrees. It still melts at 2,800 degrees or 2,600, what the hell ever it is. I said, how, and then the jet fuel is all burned off. How could it bring the buildings down, you know? Anyone well, with any common sense knows that the planes could not have brought down the buildings because the buildings were built to withstand the any hit by an airplane. And then the Steve Bernstein owned three buildings, just got the three buildings. They had asbestos in them. He gets $7 billion on those three buildings going down. And then well, that, that reporter, that reporter, that reporter, that British reporter was saying, uh, the building three just collapsed, and it hadn't collapsed seven. yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think I, I, just, I think I heard it best, and, and 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 I think it was Jim Fetzer and uh, uh, whoever on that. And it was just recently, it was on uh, Veterans Today before uh, Gordon Beth went off on a rocker and started firing everybody. Uh, But uh, 
the, they broke it down to, look, Building 7 was not hit by a plane. They had, they had some small fires in it, but it was not hit by a plane. But that thing came down in a controlled demolition. Mm-hmm. So if that, if that place came down in a controlled demolition, it came down just like the Twin Towers, then you know that the Twin Towers were already set up. Mm-hmm. They were set up for controlled demolition. doesn't matter how the hell it happened or how they did it. Mm-hmm. It's, plain, it's plain to the eye. There's no way that that could naturally happen. Yeah, that's one There's of the... No way. That's one of the things, Betty, I want you to chime in on this too, but Betty has suggested that at least once a month that we have a guest and possibly a MOOC or, or somebody to discuss this on a, uh, on a monthly thing to keep this alive because that's the premise of why we're all here. That was the whole purpose for 9-11 Truth. And, and so that was one of the things that Betty... And I talked about is possibly having this discussed at least once a month. Isn't that right, Betty? Yeah, and I suggested it be like a, a, a set uh, uh, um, week of the month. In other words, like the second Thursday of the month or the third Thursday of every month, and have that one specifically for either open mic discussion of. Of 9/11, or or you know, have guests come on to to keep the uh, keep it alive. And Everything's that, a false. Huh? Excuse me. Excuse. Go ahead. Excuse me. And and, and now that we have a possible leadership to try to get groups together on this and. Uh, uh, to get the amount of people we need to bring it forward uh, to have some success, uh, maybe that's you know every once in a while we could have uh, a guest on for that. Yeah, see, see, Betty, Betty has really accomplished really a phenomenal thing. She has in the Chapel Hill and Raleigh area on uh, cable access. She's running tons of shows on uh, 9-11 Truth, on uh, uh, Chris Bolin giving a talk. Uh, it's an hour long that Humook sent her. And th- this is incredible because the Chapel Hill and Raleigh area has like a, a college or university about, what, every every four square miles? I mean, that's, that's a massive area that Betty's really tapped this area for a cable access. So that that's that's incredible that you got that... that right. That plan I have there. a series a series going every Thursday night, both on Durham Community uh, Media and uh, the People's Channel on Chapel Hill. I mean, that's that's. And then and then I when I when I give the what they call one shots into the station, they they play that even though it says one shot, they'll play that thing twenty thirty times in one month. Yeah, that's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. Well, here's here here's the dilemma: is that yeah, you're getting it played, but is anybody watching it? Yeah. Are you well, getting any response? 
Well, if, no, if nothing else, the people in the studio are... The seeds are being planted, and I do get my my name and email address is on every every submission that goes on, and I do get people uh, that connect up with me, uh, especially asking where they can get the you know uh, the the DVD that had been put on. So there is people interested, and sometimes you're just planting seeds. But it's better than sitting back and doing nothing. Yeah, I agree. But you know, everything's a false flag. You know, the Spanish American War, right? Eighteen ninety eight. Well, you know, they blamed the Spanish for uh, blowing up the Maine. That was total fabrication. Then the Lusitania got us sinking. The Lusitania. That was a false flag. The uh, British steered it where the submarines were, so it could be sunk. And it had, it had well, no, 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 no. The Germans, the Germans put an advertisement in the New York Times and told everybody, "Don't get on the Lusitania because it's going to be loaded with munitions, and we're going to take it down." Yeah, but the British steered it into where the submarines were. Well, it yeah. doesn't matter what the British did. The, 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 well, the they made the sure there was a submarine there. That's what I'm telling you. They made sure there was a submarine in that area where the Lusitania was going to be. They made the Lusitania well, no, go where the... No, exactly, but, but, but the people were warned. Right, they, I know. The Germans yeah. put an advertisement in the New York Times and told everybody, don't get on it right. because it's going to be full of munitions and we will take it down. Okay, what I'm so, saying is everything, so there's always a false flag. Then Pearl Harbor, that was a false flag, and that we knew that the Japs were going to take bomb Pearl Harbor because they broke the code, and they knew they were coming. So Roosevelt sacrificed uh, 3,300 men at Pearl Harbor, right? Yeah, but the key to all that was, the key to all that was, was when world Jewry came out, Published in the in the New York Times and declared war on Germany, and that was 1933. Yeah, they boycotted. You're right. I know. That's what I say. So, and then you got the so you had Pearl Harbor, who gave us the incentive to go into the World War II, and then you had weapons of mass destruction in Iraq that weren't there. That was a. Then you had the. World Trade Center's blowed up. That was a false flight to get us well, going into Iraq. Well, then they had weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. There weren't any weapons of mass destruction. Then Gaddafi, we blew him up because we made it, we fabricated. Then we want to get rid of Assad in Syria. I don't know what the hell reason we want to get rid of Assad yeah, but, in Syria. Yeah, but here's the but here's the big problem. Here's the big problem is World War One, World War Two, uh, Korean War, Vietnam, all those. Mm-hmm. They had absolute control of the media. They don't have it anymore. You left two out, Sam: the Gulf of Tonkin and also the uh, USS Liberty. Well, that's well, that's yeah, 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 yeah. That's Vietnam. Yeah. That, that's Vietnam. And, yep. and and you're right. That that was a what six day war. Yeah, that was, um, yeah. That was fabrication. USS Liberty. Yeah. Yeah, and, they, okay. and Johnson wouldn't investigate it. And he 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 let those he let the oh, no. well, he he, he, well he wasn't going to investigate it because he knew about it. Right. Yeah. That's why I say everything's a big lie. Everything is. So yeah. I'm, the American I'm people to, are stupid. 
Yeah. Well, the one, guy, one guy that was going to change it was Kennedy, and he said, screw yeah. it. He said, screw y'all. <laughs> and, and what he tried to do was protect himself by making his brother attorney general so it'd give him somebody that had his back. But, of course, you know, <laughs> that was to no avail. But, uh, yeah, he well, killed Kennedy. And I think he, I think he also tried to protect himself when he did his speech yep. on on uh, the conspiracy, his conspiracy speech. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and the media ignored him. They well, condemned him. Yeah. So yep. he didn't but, know he, he he didn't know how 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 much control they had. No. He had no idea. He knew it was big, but he didn't have any idea how how big it was because I guarantee it, um, the same cabal are are the ones that killed him. Yep. Who killed Kennedy? Who cares? We know. We know it was by it was by some people uh, that are involved in this worldwide conspiracy, which are. Yeah. Well, I all mean, right. You know, I, I, can you can you really put a name to? Him? Can you really yeah. put a name to him? I mean, yeah, really? I can yeah, well, you can Sergeant. put a name to him, but you can't prove it. So yeah, Mossad and CIA did a name, and I think the Mossad controls the CIA. Oh yeah, of course. You know, Kennedy wanted to get rid of the CIA, right? Yep. He would get get us out of Vietnam War. He brought out the uh, U.S. notes and dollars, and he was going to keep Israel from getting nuclear weapons, correct? Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. So there were four reasons for him to be killed. That's why I said there's a picture on the Internet I haven't seen in a while, but there's a young JFK standing behind Forsall, Secretary of the Navy. There's a picture of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you weren't on when we talked about Forsall, were you, Jim? Um, I know I know Forstall's name, but yeah. I don't I don't I don't really know any of it any of the background. You need it was to re- murder. You need to research that. That's quite a that's quite a story. That's one of the largest of the before Kennedy of a, of an assassination that really had uh, a big impact, and uh, that was that was something that should have been investigated, and it was not. But no, he was he Someone... was. Go ahead, Steve. He was huge. He, he, there's clips you can watch clips on uh, the internet where even as he was the first to turn uh, uh, Secretary of Defense, he had young Boy Scouts coming in his office. You can see it. It's on some of these black and white newsreels, and there was nothing wrong with him mentally. He was very, very uh, friendly and open, and welcomed them in there. And then, you know, weeks after that, you know, of course, he was hospitalized, and then uh, was thrown out of his window and, uh, and assassinated and said it was an accident because he was going to be released from the hospital the next day. His brother was going to pick him up. But uh, he was very much a uh, recognized spokesperson. He was a secretary of the Navy that he had more, he had a more of a r- r- rapport with the American public, especially through television, where he did Operation High Jump, where he announced that trip to Antarctica and then he actually was on TV like a, a president, welcoming and congratulating the the troops back from a, a job well done from World War II. So he was he was pretty much 
uh, admired and respected by his fellow countrymen of, of the United States. He was very, very forthcoming and, and very well respected, and I think loved by the American public. And that was a threat to Truman. And uh, Truman didn't like it. He didn't like uh, Truman wanted to see Israel form as a state, and uh, uh, Forrestal was totally against that. He, he spoke about it, and that's what cost him his life. That's what cost him his life. They pushed him out of the window, Jim. Yeah, and, and not only that, they named a ship in his honor as a reminder that you don't do things like that. So <laughs> I, I don't think that was a tribute. I think that was a reminder. If you do something like Forrestal did, that's what's going to happen to you. So I, I, I think that's terrible. I, I think he was quite an individual, really quite an individual. All kind of clips about him on the Internet. So, you know, that was the first one they got rid of. He was a key player that uh, they eliminated. And then, you know, like I said, there's a picture of Kennedy standing behind Forrestal. And, and Kennedy obviously respected the man. about the actual Holocaust. And it just goes on and on. But what what can we do to to, to get it to the people and or I, I I just don't know where to go anymore because we've tried the political process. We know what happened there. Mm-hmm. They have total control. They don't care. I mean these people are evil people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I don't. I don't. I, I just. I, I'm at a loss as, as to okay. Well, what can we do? And well, I, Jim, I, just I think. Don't, what, I think what you do is you. It's not. It. It's not ending with it. Just us too, Jim. Uh, the reason I say that, if you will go on Wikipedia and look up Abby Martin. I think she was born in 1984, and her boyfriend went to fight in uh, in Afghanistan in 2002, and that's when she was started investigating 9/11 and all that. And she 
went to journalism, you know, went to college and got her degree in journalism and later joined RT. So it's not over. There's still a lot of young people that's out there that's taking this upon themselves to get the truth out. So that's encouraging. It was encouraging for me. I, I was already impressed with her when I saw her do that tribute to Michael Rupert. But when I looked that up, that was also, you know, somebody's 30 years old that jumped in there and fights this. So that's what I'm saying. If Fred can get her on for our, you know, eighth anniversary, awesome. Because I'm sure she can share some things that, uh, as a young person, would be encouraging to us where you're not going to lose hope. So it, it, things like that we need. And I like to see things like that, hear things like that. So there's still a lot of young folks out there that's picking up the baton. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Um, it's just, um, it's 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 just so. It's so amazing how how they 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 control things so well that you know even. Even if you don't believe in God, um, there's something evil going on here. That that so much control can be had. Well, it's the Satan's world, Jim. There's no doubt about it. And and our government's one of the most evil governments in the world. And the reason it's evil is because it's controlled by you know whom? Controlled by the Jews and the Zionists. Our foreign policy is determined by what Israel wants us to do. You know? NATO. Why the hell do we need a NATO now? You know? Now, who caused the trouble in the Ukraine? Victoria Noodleman went over there. We did. Noodleman. Victoria Noodleman went over there. United States did. Huh? United States did. Yeah. Yeah, Victoria Noodleman pumped $5.5 billion there. They overthrew the elected president of Ukraine, they put Poroshenko in, who's a Jew, and they put Yasinyak, who's a Jew, and all the oligarchs are over there that sold all the industry in Ukraine are Jews. The and most now they got Christians, Christians fighting Christians, killing each other. Right. The most, ob- the most obvious atrocity that I can see, too, Sam, that just a minute, interrupt for a minute, is how in the world get the most evil, breathing human being on the planet alive today addressing U.S. Congress. How in the hell does something like that happen? That is unbelievable. Yeah, Netanyahu addressing U.S. Congress. That shows who runs things. He's got nothing to do with U.S. Congress, but he actually controls it. So what's even even more more tragic than that, I think, is is that all the American people who think it's just wonderful. Well, I was on on a... um, since Fetzer and Stu Webb and them have been kicked out of, uh, of Veterans Today, they they started up, uh, I think it's called Veterans uh, Truth Today. And uh, I listened to a, a call just in the last week or so, and they had Cynthia McKinney on there. Mm-hmm. And you know who Cynthia McKinney was, right? Yeah, George, they, they just got rid of her. Well... Yeah, because they were requiring her and every other congressman to sign a uh, commitment that they would support Israel. 
Right. And she and she said no. That's right. So they took her out. Mm-hmm. And she and she was on there. And I tell you what, it was plain as day. She just she just let it out. Yeah. And and she's not ashamed of it. She she just told told everybody, hey, they they told me you're right. going to sign this. You're going to sign this, or you ain't getting no money. There's two people that that stood up and said we were lied to about 9/11, and also with the Israeli thing. And and one of them was the lady you're talking about. The other one was Paul Wellstone, and and they killed him because he said, "Hell no, we were not told the truth about 9/11." So what happened to Wellstone? He was killed in his plane that burned all day, burned all day. Mm-hmm. And, and JFK's son was murdered too, wasn't it? His plane crashed up. Yeah, he was going he, to come out with a magazine and something in his magazine. I forget now. Yeah, Wellstone was a senator of Minnesota. He was a senator of, of right. Minnesota. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another one. That would be another good one we've never had on. Uh, we never had uh, Cynthia McKinney uh, on the, our show. She'd be, a, she'd be a good one, too. Excellent. Yeah. Very sad. We lost our kind. I, I agree with you, Jim. Uh, I don't know. It's frustrating. And, and most people don't even want to talk about anything. They're afraid. They're afraid. You know, they don't want to discuss anything in, on what you talk about. Well, wouldn't you be? People being killed and everything else. Well, I don't even know if they know those people were killed. You know, they don't. They don't even know what's. Going, most of them don't even know what the hell's going on in the world. You know, as long as they're able. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I sort of uh, I feel like going out and living in the desert. Most people. Most people watch mainstream news, and mm. I don't. You know, I get right. my news from the Internet. We have TV, but we don't have cable. We don't have direct TV. We don't have any of that crap. We watch me TV, and we watch antenna TV because that's free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we watch the Andy Griffith show, or we'll watch uh, uh, the old shows that have on with Hazel or, or uh, you know, all these old shows. It, it comes over the antenna. So. I, I, we don't pay for any of that garbage. Time Warner Cable, right. and they can keep that shit. But, uh, you know, like I said, the the people that watch that garbage and brainwash with it, and especially CNN, um, that's just beyond belief. But there's a lot. And Fox News, too. Fox, the rest of them. So it's all owned by the same folks, like Sam said. It's all the same folks that own it all. Well, I tell you, I've been um, I've been doing a Google search for Catholic priest condemns Jews, looking for this guy because I've heard I've heard his radio programs, and I tell you what, everything that's here is the exact opposite of what I'm looking for. It's talking about the Jews or the Catholic Church. Uh, Telling everybody um, the opposite, Jim. I know I what mean, you're talking about because I've seen that video of him, but it's been a while. Well, you remember oh, Father Coughlin, Jim? 
You remember Father Coughlin? Yeah, it was Coughlin. It was Coughlin. That's that's. Yeah. Well, no, I'm I'm talking about somebody who's alive today. I'm not talking about him. Oh no, but I was talking about Coughlin, and that's a oh yeah yeah. yeah well, that's different. You, you know, hey Jim, you know what the bishops did to him, don't you? It doesn't matter. I mean, they told, I believe they told us. Yeah, you know, no, I agree. I agree with you what you said, but you know what the bishops did? They told him to shut up. <laughs> yeah, they silenced him. He couldn't speak. Yeah, because yeah, because they sided with the synagogue. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? He even Protestants listened to him. There were people who didn't have a radio. They would they would go to where is a radio in a storefront and they'd listen to him because he gave hope to the people during the depression. And he revealed what was going on. Yeah, Father Coughlin. I think the first name was Charles. I don't know, but he's one of my heroes. You know, he was he, he was good, yeah, you're right. But they silenced the bishops said, hey, shut that up, you can't speak. Because the Jews got to the bishops and they didn't want the people to hear what he was saying. Because the Protestants were listening to him too, as well as the Catholics. Because he gave them hope during the Depression. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. It's uh. I just don't know. Um, I don't. I don't know what the remedy is. I, I don't know how we. I don't know how we're gonna get remedy because uh, they've installed their law into the courts. Um, you can't get justice in the courts. Uh, I mean, the Constitution, they won't even listen to it because they're not constitutional courts. Mm-hmm. So, they've got, so they've got the court system. They've got the media. They own the government. they got Hollywood. They put out all the propaganda. They, they, they run the banks. The <laughs> um, uh, majority of them are in... Uh, the, the, they're they're the majority as far as doctors go. Uh, the system is it's total control. They run the pornography too. Oh yeah. Well, that was one of the big beefs of Hitler <laughs> because they had trashed German society. So. Hey, Jim, look at all these presidential candidates running for 2016, right? They've already been over to Israel to get their marching orders, including Rand Paul. I know. So what do we have? You know, And Hillary Clinton, she's already in their camp. You know, you imagine a, a Hillary Clinton running for president? She's, she's the devil incarnate. Well, you know, I was listening to, um, I think I, it was Tom LaCobera today on Republic Broadcasting. And there was some guy, I don't know if he's like a professor or what, but he was he was uh, speaking of Sun Tzu and the art of war. Mm-hmm. And... The premise came down to is that um, in, in 
Sun Tzu said, don't ever take your opponent on head on. But that's exactly what the patriot community is doing, is we're trying to take them on head on, and there's no way it's going to work because they overpower us. So our strategy's wrong. And we got to figure that out. We got to figure how to outmaneuver them because we don't have the power. Now, nope. I will admit, I will admit that you know, if we could get um 10% of the population to stand up, well, hell, we outarm them totally. And a lot of those people are that 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 would stand up would be veterans or current military. I I agree. We would outnumber them just totally. We would overwhelm them. But how do you get to them? How do you get to those people and let them know that's the problem? But, you know, I mean, I, I, I did see one thing good out of Ron Paul's 08 uh, run is that um, that was largely done through meetup groups. And the neat thing that I saw, because I was really heavily involved in that deal, um, is that we had like 30 meetup groups outside of the United States. And it was like, whoa, well, what is their interest? Well, their interest was they were looking to us because because as far as we're not the freest nation in the world, but we're the only one that still has the gun. And they were looking to us to get something done. And they were supporting us. You know, I mean, I had a conversation with uh, somebody that was, I don't know, I can't remember, they were... Uh, who ran against Paul in, in 08? Was it Giuliani? Yeah, he was, Republican he, was, side. he was a 9-11 criminal and uh, contributor. Yeah, that, that was unbelievable that he would he would have the... Well, well I was talking... Fun. I was talking to... I think it was in our caucus, and I was talking to somebody that was supporting Giuliani or whoever it was outside of Ron... And I go, I said, do you realize we, we've organized this whole thing through meetup groups. Do you realize that we have like 30-plus meetup groups for Ron Paul that aren't even in this country? And he looked at me and he goes, well, what does that matter? He goes, they can't vote. And I go, that's not the point. The point is, is that we have people in other countries that are looking at Ron Paul, rooting him on, saying, please, please, put this guy in place. We want the wars to stop. We want we want sanity back. And they, these people did not get it. This guy did not get it. He didn't get it. And I was like, I, I, I don't know what else to say to you. You're a dumbass. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, 
You can't fix stupid. That's the problem. Well, Ron Paul didn't either. He didn't get it either. Well, yeah. Well, you know, I'm. I was disappointed. I was disappointed there. Uh, His son really disappoints me. Absolutely. Well, you know, the only thing the, the only thing that I can that I could even imagine from Rand, the only thing that I can imagine from Rand is Rand is playing war, and he's playing their game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's the only that's the only thing that I can think of because I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine him being so diametrically opposed to his father. I just can't imagine that. Well, regardless, he still does something that Cynthia McKinney won't do. He goes forward with a 9-11 lie. So I don't care who it is. If they carry the lie for 9-11, I don't really care that much about them. Well, you know, I'm not making excuses, Steve. I mean, I'm I'm just making the observation that that's the only thing that I could see. I mean, I'm not going to support him, and I'm not no. going to support any of them because I can't support any of them. You're, I mean, you're right. I mean, I can't. I'm not. I'm not going to vote. I took my I, I took myself out of the voter rolls. I don't want any part of it anymore. I don't because I don't but think it's going to. I don't think it, there's no accomplishment in it. Until you get control, until you get control of the voting box, until you get control of the courts, until you get Israel out, uh, it doesn't matter about voting. It doesn't matter about a national campaign. Hell, it hardly even matters about a state campaign. Because they're they're all... It's a show show for our entertainment to make the American public believe that they have a say-so in the government. That's all it is. The final hour exactly. already decided. You know what George? You know what George Carlin said? It's a great big club out there, and you're not in it. But you're not in it. That's right. We're not in it. Well, and they've proven that to us. They proved it. They proved it to us in the '08 campaign, and uh, and and the last one um, was so blatant. That was mm-hmm. so blatant. I knew it was gone. How the hell could Obama get elected? How could he get elected? He's not even a citizen. They didn't expose him. No, the, the Council on Foreign Relations, he spoke before him, and they said, okay, he's our man, so he will be the appointed president, and the election will be very close. All that election process is a show. That's all it is. Yeah. Remember we discussed that when you campaigned at Berg. Remember that guy from Philadelphia, Berg? He was on telling oh, us about Obama. Yep, yep. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, the fix is in, Jim. Pretty hard to buck them. Well, you know, I, I'm... Uh, I look at things realistically. I'm a pretty good strategist. And uh, if I if I really felt that we could change things, mm-hmm. there's only one way to change it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's about uh, three lists out there, and you can probably imagine what lists those are. And uh, that w- uh, that would be the target. 
Outside of that, I don't think anything is going to change. Oh, I don't think it will either. Like you say, there's not enough people. You need people. You need dedicated people. You need people that are courageous and will speak up. And not say, oh, it's a conspiracy. That's a conspiracy. Yeah, but but I don't think that the speaking up is going to work until it gets so bad that people are going to look. And they're going to go, what is going on? And and it's just not there. I mean, uh, you know, um, we we talk about the the depression that we're in, and people will say, well, what do you mean? What depression? There's no soup lines. Well, yeah, we don't have soup lines because they're they're all on food stamps. They got a <laughs> debit card. They don't have to stand in line. Yeah, that's right. So nobody. So everybody thinks everything's just hunky dory. Hey, I I ran into somebody just the other day that was talking about those cards. We call them EBT cards. Yeah. He said that stands for eat better than they do. Uh, (laughs) Well, but the scary thing is, is the day that the EBT cards get shut off in three days, and there's going to be riots everywhere. Right. I mean, think about it. They don't. They don't have anything to go get food with. Well, and especially most of them that are on that are on those. Well, that that would produce a riot, un, unlike anything we've seen yet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Betty. Thanks for those links. I forwarded those to Fred to his cell phone. So I hope he'll follow up with that. Thanks for those links. Okay. Yeah. No, it's pretty scary. And I, I tell you what's even scarier is that we have we have people, friends and neighbors. <laughs> well, I don't know about friends, but people that live around us that work in the FBI and other law enforcement and they're being uh they're being hoodwinked. They think they're doing a good thing. They think that what they're doing is good. I mean I've I, I've had a guy here um, he's um, uh, former military. Um, he was in search and rescue and stuff. And he's a deputy sheriff in in the county where he lives. And uh, they don't get it. They don't get it. They've been brainwashed so bad. And it's been incremental, just like everything else. And they don't get it. And this 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 guy's a pretty intelligent guy, and I'm like, look, dude, all this crap going around here with these cops that are just flat out killing people. I go, you know, those people ought to be hung. And 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 he and, and he comes back with, yeah, but, and I'm like, no, there ain't no but about it. But that's where it is. And that's where their mental thinking is because they've been trained. You know, um, I can't remember. 
Oh, there was some guy that I think he was a I think he was a cop or something. And it, this was this went over all the internet and everything. I can't remember the situation. Oh no, I know what it was. It was it was the gal that was interviewing the cop that had the MRAM or whatever they call those vehicles. And he came out and said, um, well, we've got constitutionalists out there. And and uh, and they're not going to give up their guns. He came out blatantly and said that. Well, okay, wait a minute. Isn't the Constitution supposed to be the rule of law of our land? And you're a cop and you're supposed to be enforcing the law? And you're calling constitutionalists the enemy? It's a flip-flop. It's upside down. Who taught you that? He didn't get it. I mean, that's how bad it is. It's just like what Steve said. It's all a show. Yeah. It's all a show. A show. And that's what the court system is, is a show. You go into court, and it's a performance for you to make you believe that you're getting justice. Hello, Edward. How's it going, Ray? <laughs> Where the hell you been, Ed? When did you get on the show? Oh, no, I've, I've been on. I've just been in the background, you know. Oh, yeah. well, I asked where Ed was. 940. He's lurking. He's hiding hour, from you, Ray. About an hour and ten minutes. He's sneaking around what he's doing. No. <laughs> yeah, see, I mean, I, I, yeah, I tracked right down. Yeah, I was trying to get away from you in a three-wheeled car. Exactly. <laughs> You're finding more three-wheelers than I could ever imagine. Oh, I know that they're nothing new. I wonder why they're keeping it from us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's been around so long, and now finally they're just uh, coming around with that Elio that might or might not make it. But anyway, back to the, uh, the so-called politics and everything else. Uh, yeah, I think it's just I agree with everything everybody's been saying tonight. I mean, it's just uh, and, and about well, you're saying with the riot. I mean, there's going to be a riot. As soon as that stuff gets uh, turned off, the food stamps, whatever. And that's why they did that extension of the unemployment a few years ago where they extended it like three times so that the people wouldn't uh, get upset. But it can't go on forever. Uh, we can't just keep borrowing. You know, we're not any anything special other than any other country. I mean, other countries are in trouble and they're living in poverty. I mean, what makes us that we could just keep borrowing? I mean, China's got to realize we're not going to be able to pay. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are, I mean, the IMF's already got talks going on about uh, the system's going to change. Because right now, as far as the Western world financial groups, uh, Federal Reserve, IMF, uh, Bank of International Settlements and and uh, uh, what's the other one? Anyway, the IMF is the only one who's got a, who's got, still has a sound balance sheet. 
So the IMF's going to take over. And, uh, I mean, there's, uh, there was uh, uh, Stant Miller had a, his show today was about what was going on with all of that. And, uh, you know, the IMF right now, their tool is special drawing, right? Um, but, but we still have the situation with the BRICS. And right now, we're, we're being isolated because even our allies, England signing on to the BRICS. So it, 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 it looks like the United States is being isolated. So what, what you know, um, you know, they, they, don't, they don't hate us because we're so free. They hate us because of all the criminal action we've been doing for, what, 70 years? Plus, and the people of the world know it. I mean, if you look around, if you if you get on, if you if you're on the net at all, and you talk with anybody overseas, they know what's going on. They they, they see it. They know it's not us. It's our government. I mean, hell, look at look at what Iceland did. I mean, what Iceland did is what exactly we need to do, but we can't do it overnight because it's too big. It controls, what, 90% of the world, this criminal financial system? I mean, it looks to me. You mean the IMF, Jim? What's that? You said who controls 90% of the world, the IMF? Well, the Western banking system, which consists of, yeah. which consists well, you know, of the Federal Reserve, IMF, BIS. Yeah, the Rothschilds. Yeah, Jim, there was that book, Confessions of the Economic Hitman by Perkins. Oh, yeah. Well, he told yeah. everybody what was going on. Yeah. Talk about criminal. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, and 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 really, in fact, I and I agree with John Staten Miller. A number one, if we don't reform this financial system, it's done because they control it all. Right. They control the media. They control Hollywood. They control the educational system. Everything. You know, you know what? Uh, not to change subjects, I just want to interject. Remember all the crap about all the publicity about Ebola virus? And suddenly, there's nothing about Ebola virus now. It disappeared. Oh, no. They just jumped from one scare to another. (laughs) It's one scare to another. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about the... Yeah, what about... Okay, 9-11, anthrax, Ebola virus, bird flu... And then... and the measles epidemic. Remember the measles? <laughs> you see, right, we're going to have a big measles. Everybody got to get vaccinated. Well, one of my one of my best one of my best friends, his uh, his brother, uh, was having some heart pain, so he went in, and they checked him all out, and put him on a. Uh, 
uh, high blood pressure medication. Five days later, he has a heart attack. Yeah, what about... Um, and, and you know how old he is? 48 years old. But but five days after he goes on the high blood pressure medicine, he has a heart attack. Well, they didn't they didn't see the blockage that he already had. Fuck. The, the whole system is so screwed up. I, I, I won't even go to a doctor. I don't trust him. Yeah, what about the flu? I agree with there for sure. What about the reports people getting flu shots and, and getting sick? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you gotta you gotta yeah. do your own research, and you're really taking a risk if you, you know, go into a doctor and they give you know people will take uh, a doctor's advice, or they said they pressure people and then into a decision like a woman goes in there and they find a lump, they said, well, we need to schedule your surgery immediately instead of going home and thinking about it. You know, well, uh, I mean, hey, well, I mean, my ex-wife uh, uh, went in because um, she had a birth defect in her one of her heart valves, and she was having a hard time. Well, I, I didn't know it until, shit, it was a year after she she died, but it was an elective surgery. It was elective. And she didn't get off the table. Oh, that's terrible. Damn. Yeah, my kids lost their mom. Damn. Um, that's terrible. Gosh. And so so I'm not going to listen to these damn doctors. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I try to keep it simple because, yeah, you know, I understand, Steve. Yeah, you do the research, right? Yeah. Well... Here's my research. Well, my grandma and grandpa, well, actually, three of, my grand, three, of, three of the four of my grandparents smoked cigarettes. Yep. The only one that died of cancer was the one that didn't. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, there's a lot of farmers here in okay. North Carolina they're, they're in their 90s and 100s that rolled their own tobacco and smoke it all day long. So Okay, yeah. well, and, and so... So, yeah, I know it doesn't help, and I could contribute to that because I'm a smoker. But I'm sure as hell not going to listen to these doctors. Uh, I guess, you know, I'm I'm, I'm my my business partner. Um, He's a drinker. Uh, I don't think he's ever smoked a cigarette in his life. And... He's got ADD and OCD, so so damn bad. And he he goes to the doctor and he gets medications for him, and he's on high blood pressure medication and stuff. And I I go, dude, you're killing yourself. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it makes sense, Jim. Imagine you can't trust lawyers, so you might as well not trust doctors. <laughs> That's right. You're well, right. Well, I mean, you know, well, the yeah. deal on. The deal on the medical profession was, and I think it was the Rockefellers that took control of that deal. Uh, back in, I think it was, it was the 1920s, um, there was about six or seven different disciplines in medicine. They took control of it, and they started poo-pooing anything but what we currently have. And they took it over, 
and only some of it's coming back. Uh, but uh, but look at all the deaths. What's the what's what's the biggest killer in America today? Doctors. <laughs> no, it is. It is. Yeah, you look at the comparison between people that die by gunshot compared to people that die and die from misdiagnosis, uh, wrong wrong prescriptions, blah, blah, blah. There's not even a comparison. The doctors are killing more people than anybody is. Along with the pharmaceutical companies. Well, yeah, well, but they're the ones that are pushing the pharmaceuticals. Yeah, they're the ones that control the doctors. Yeah. So, I mean, you know what? I don't go to doctors. I, I try not to go to dentists. Um, I try to eat the purest food that I can. Uh, and I'm talking, I, I try to buy as much as I can fresh from the farmer's market. I stay away from processed food as much as I can. Uh, about the only thing that I that I still take is um, I'll take uh, ibuprofen for headaches. Uh, and that, that, that's about as far as I go. <laughs> no, Missouri, no Missouri tap water, I hope. What's that? I said no Missouri tap water. I hope you're not drinking that. Well, I've got me. Uh, um, it's not a Berkey, but it's a. It's, it's, it's actually. Uh, I think it was. It's, it's even older than the Berkey system. Pure fire. What's that? A uh, pure fire. Filtration. No. Filtration. Yeah, it's a filter. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I always forget the name of it. Yeah, we we use only steam distilled water, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd I'd like to do that, but that's that's a that's a monetary deal that I just can't deal with right now. Yeah, we even our ice cubes. We don't we only use the ice maker. We cut that off. We fill up plastic ice trays like we used to years and years ago. So we don't use yep or none. Yeah, I'm I'm not where I want to be, but I mean, but I'm I'm at least trying to do as much as I possibly can. Yeah, you know, my systems, my filter is a Dolton, D O U L T O N. It's pretty much I think Berkey kind of copied them. Well, at least you're using something. Uh, what's that? I said at least you're using something. That's good. Well, you got to do what you got to do, but yep. I mean, shoot, you know, I, I tell you a funny thing. I I downsized again and moved into an apartment, and I've got a really nice size uh, little balcony. It's like 15 feet wide, and so, and I I want to grow my own food, so I I've got this container garden that I put together, and. I'm growing six different types of tomatoes and sugar snap peas and green beans and onions and Anaheim peppers and jalapeno peppers and bell peppers and uh, parsley, oregano, basil, 
uh, a bunch of different types of lettuce and, and cucumbers and strawberries and shit. And I'll tell you what, people people come by and look at my balcony and they, 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 they freak out. What all are you growing? And I start telling them and they're like, you got to be kidding me. Really? And I'm like, yeah. Because I want to walk out on my balcony and eat. <laughs> hey, uh, Ray, thanks for that clip you sent me about that woman in uh, North Carolina that's living on her property in a tent. That was a very good one. Thank you. Ray Mills? Oh. Uh, he must be away. Anyway. I, I, I got to... Anyway, I gotta run. I gotta cut this uh, this talk shoe feed loose. So uh, you guys go ahead, Ed. See you on from Connecticut again. And uh, let me go ahead and drop this talk shoe uh, segment because it's coming up on two hours. Hey, Steve. Good talking to you. Have a good night. Yeah. Thanks, Ray. Thanks for that clip. You're welcome. Have a nice night, Steve. Thank you, Ed. Good to see you again. A-U-N, American Underground Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.